You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet Podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. And we are back for yet another episode of The Boogeyman's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez. Maurice Kilifer. I'm Susie Hunt. And we are starting our new year with Dealer's Choice Month. Uh, this is one of those times where we couldn't decide what to cover, and Maurice suggested, hell, why don't we just cover some movies we all want to cover? So, so fuck it, let's go with that. So, Ladies first. Exactly. Not, not, and... that, not that I wanted to cover the one I picked, because mm-hmm. it's terrible. I kind of want to cover it. I, I, I want to cover it because it's going to be fun. Yeah. But it's a terrible movie. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I want to kind of push through that franchise, too. Well, and that's the thing. It only you, gets worse after the first one. Right. Well, that's what you and I discussed. We were like, there's so many franchises that we're so close to being done with that if we just find a way to get them on the show this year, we could, like, close the book on a few few yeah. different chapters. And it's a pretty fun one to talk about. So. I, I personally, honestly, I ain't going to lie, that's one of my favorite chainsaws. <laughs> so I love it. It's so wacky. Um, but yeah, this, we are starting ladies first, so, uh, Susie... Slumber Party Massacre, and I'm wearing my t-shirt. She is indeed. So this is episode 205, like Susie said, Slumber Party Massacre from 1982. It's a very short movie, only an hour and 17 minutes. Directed by Amy Holden Jones. Uh, she did Love Letters, Made to Order, and The Rich Man's Wife. And now this is a slasher movie, so we have a very long cast of... Tits. Yeah, lots of tits. Um, actually, not as many tits as I remembered. There's still a lot of tits. Yeah. But I, I remember thinking that that shower scene had a lot more titties than it does. It has a lot of booty. I ain't complaining. Yeah, but no, not but as many, not, not as much a, titty. Couple pairs of tatas. But uh, we'll we'll rush through the cast here because uh, there's quite a few of them. But uh, we have Trish, played by Michelle Michaels. She was in New Year's Evil, which we just watched. Demon Rage, More Than Murder, De- and Death Wish Four: The Crackdown. <clears throat> Then we have Valerie, played by Robin Stile. Uh, she's in The Being, The Life and Loves of a Male Stripper. <laughs> Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bolorama, so we did see her. Vampire Knights and American Ninja 4, The Annihilation. Mm. We have Russ Thorne, played by Michael Valella. He was in Amazing Stories, Gotham, Wild Orchid 1 and 2, and Getting Away with Murder. We have Kim, played by Deborah DeLiso. She was in Outrageous Fortune, Iced, and she did voices for StarCraft Brood War, which I found interesting because I fucking love that game. Hmm. Um, then we have Jackie, played by, uh, Andre Honor, wait, Honory? I don't know if I said that right. Ornery. Whatever. I don't know. That, that lady what gets stabbed. Uh, she was in Strange Reality and Hopelessly Awkward. Then we have Diane, played by Gina Smika Hunter. She was in Kojak, Oregon Trail, The Bad News Bears, and Trapper John, M.D. Uh, Courtney, played by Jennifer Myers. She was only in this, and for good reason. Oh, um, not a very good actress. Am I pretty? <laughs> Make me look like you. Uh, then we have Neil, played by Joseph Allen Johnson. He was in Grad Night, Hollywood Hot Tubs, Berserker, Iced, and House of the Lost Souls. We have Jeff, played by David Milburn. He was in Blood Theater, Robotech, Chupacabra Terror, and Ice Spiders. Uh, John, played by Jim Boyce. He was in MASH, Police Academy 2, Ed Wood, and Crimson Tide. Coach Jaina, played by Pamela Roylance. She was in Little House on the Prairie, Days of Our Lives, and Murder, She Wrote, so we got one. 
And then we have Linda, played by Brink Stevens, who is in Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bolarama, Tales from the Dark Side, and Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge, as well as a shitload of random TNA flicks all throughout the 80s and 90s. Um, I didn't feel like writing down the list of 90 of them, but all of you perverts out there know who Brink Stevens is, so... But let's go around the table. Susie, this is your pick. So what do you think? I think this movie is so much fun to the point where I watched both one and two back to back. And I was like, maybe I should have picked the second one. No. But I feel. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, I actually like the second one better. Uh. But I think I I think I made the right choice. (coughs) One of the things I really like about this movie is very much like um, the original Black Christmas. Mm. You don't know what his motivation is. Right. He's just like going around with... He's just a crazy killer. A driller killer. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yeah. He's genuinely silly until one moment. One moment, yes, yeah. At the end of the I love film, you. I was like, "Holy shit, that is unsettling." And I love <clears throat> it's schlocky. Oh, I'm not time. gonna lie, it's schlocky. They're, it's a Roger Corman thing. So. Yeah, titties, booties. You got pizza delivery guys missing their eyes. I still have that magnet on my fridge somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you got a killer that gets pissed off when the count is off the bottom. The trunk is a clown car itself. Fine. Three, it's just it's Four. great and then i i swear to god it was like a plastic machete at the end no that thing was like super machete but it was made out of like there's oh, no yeah. way that would have jason had a hard on for that machete yeah. i was gonna say i think jason left it there i think that's like his summer yeah. home or something maybe because <laughs> or what would it be his winter home maybe i guess winter, winter yeah, home, winter yeah. Home. but yeah because i was like there ain't no way a fucking machete is gonna slice through a drill bit like butter but hey, it did. So. <laughs> Don't underestimate the power of a female. <laughs> exactly. But it's just, it's a, it's a schlocky movie. It's a lot of fun. Is it really, is it a good flick? No. Not really. But it's so much fun to watch. Totally agree. Come on, like, what you got girl, scantily clad teenagers, teenagers. Quote, unquote. Quote, <laughs> drinking Pepsi. These corn dogs are real good. <laughs> they're they're really in their like mid twenties probably. Yeah, yeah. I'd say a couple might even be in their early thirties. So this is like a clueless type thing, <laughs> right? But I I just really like this movie, and I feel like if I didn't pick it as my pick, I don't know when we would be able to cover it on well, the we show. We would have got this on, I think. We would have. Well, I want to say we put it on once. Didn't we put it on for like Slumber Slashers or something? If there was some kind of slasher month yeah. that we put it on there. And it did get a couple votes. Like it got it got some votes, but it I don't think it was one of the ones that was really that a was contender. Very, yeah. It wasn't popular. I think that might have been the same month that we did like Texas Chainsaw 2 or something. Maybe. I feel because I remember there being like other bigger names on the list that won out. But I just but, thought I'd cut right to the chase. Yeah. No, I and I like it when we do these kind of months because then we can at least get a couple of these types of movies in there. Mm-hmm. And like me like me and Maurice's picks, like we're we're edging closer to that at finishing off these franchises, so it's well, like, lucky. There's only four of these. Four. There four. There's four. There's one, two, three, and four came out. Wait, like, there's a third. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't learn about that till I saw it on IMDb. I, I, thought, I didn't I thought, know that. I thought there was one, two, then the remake. That's what I. thought. No, there's one, two, three in the remake. Well, fuck. I guess I got to watch part three now. I didn't Do know. We <laughs> 
Well, I mean, we don't have to, but now I'm curious. Shit, now we gotta finish up. We started a new franchise. I thought there was only two more. Now my hand's on my hip over here. (laughs) But yes, I'm I'm very glad that we are doing this month of HodgePodge, Dealer's Choice. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very excited to see what the uh, what the what the viewers end up listening mm-hmm. or uh, voting for. God, I couldn't speak. Um, well, the way it's going right now, I'm kind of disappointed. But yeah, no, I know Horror Express is not getting as much love as uh, I honestly am surprised too. I, I figured it would. Look at the cast. I know the cast is great, <laughs> and it, I've never I've never seen Horror Express, so I was like, oh, that'd be interesting to watch. But uh, I did, however, recently rewatch The Brain, which is why I put it on the list because I'm like. This movie needs to be talked about. No. It's so fucking silly. It looks terrible. Oh, and I've only seen the pictures of the cover. It, it's it's like Frankenhooker and Reanimator had a baby. Oh. It, it's just, it's that level, that caliber of acting and special effects. Well, that's kind that's of like poor, fun. that's kind of like poor things though. That movie, Poor Things. It's like Frankenhooker meets... Reanimator? Reanimator. Okay. See, I really do want to see that. That looks pretty good. She, she gets around quite a bit in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more than Frankenhooker, I'd have to say. Well, Frankenhooker never got to find a date. <laughs> no, that's true. She kept asking, but uh, the first guy that tried, you know, she ended up electrocuting him. True. <laughs> but, Reese, we'll toss it over to you. What are your thoughts on Slumber Party Massacre? I like it. We saw it at uh, Terrors. Terrors this year. Um Obviously, I've seen it more than this, this time in Terrors, but mm-hmm. I like it. Overall, it's not a good movie, but it's fun. Um, the whole uh, drill basically Driller, being his dick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically what it is. Oh, big time. Uh, so it's a man who's nuts that probably most likely has a small penis. And really wants to drill ladies. Really wants to drill ladies with a big, long drill. Mm-hmm. And the pizza guy. And the pizza, hey. He wants to, he he skull fucked him. He was an opportunist. Yep. He'll he'll take whatever he can get. Your pizza delivery guy tonight. (laughs) I didn't see him. (laughs) He was wandering around your street. (laughs) But, so you're, you're, you're a fan then, huh? Fan's kind of a. (laughs) Do you like it enough to have a t-shirt of it? Um. (laughs) I probably, if I found the right t-shirt, I'd probably wear it. Um, no, I, I, I'd i say I'm a fan of it, because I do, every once in a while, get in the mood where I want to watch it. So mm-hmm. uh, The second one, though, is just bad. It might be my birthday pick now. <laughs> oh, boy. I was going to say, I'll be honest, the second one I, I really like compared to this one, because it's so fucking it, wacky. It, it's batshit crazy. I'll oh, give it that. So like, nuts. It, it's it, it's fun. It's fun yeah. because it's batshit crazy. I mean, this is batshit crazy too. But. Yeah, but the second one, you got a, the driller killer looks like a rockabilly Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. With like a drill guitar, we have the giant mutant pimple that just yeah. like explodes all over the place. True. We have the weird chicken in the fridge. Like, there's so many great moments in that mm-hmm. movie. I love it. Not um, as many texts, though. No, yeah. no, no, no. Is there any at all? I, don't I think, think, like, there's the one girl who takes her top off when they first get there. That's right. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think that might be the only the only TTs we see. I think so. Um, and I didn't know there was a third one, but I, I, didn't, I didn't hate the remake. 
I need to see the remake. I I've heard the remake is good. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, it's Slumber Party Massacre, just updated. I mean, it's not nothing to really write home about, but it was it was good. I mm-hmm. enjoyed it for what it was. But uh, yeah, there's some pretty uh, eventful deaths in this movie mm-hmm. uh, with the drill and uh, lots of women can't play basketball to save their lives, but. <laughs> They can run around in booty shorts. Uh, No, they they sure can. I don't think any of those women were going to make the WNBA. Let's just tell you that. No. They were not going to. A lot of traveling going on in that game. But then you find out that it's just regular gym class. Mm -hmm. Because when you first watch it, you're thinking, oh, this is this her basketball team? Well, especially because the boys are there watching. Is this like them practicing? And then they're like, oh, yeah, in two weeks we're going to be doing what? Hockey or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's just, okay, so, okay. It's not so bad that they suck. <laughs> but the killer in this is, he's scary because he's, well, he's scary until he talks. But he, See, I thought he was scary when he talks. He's, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, he's scary because he, you know, he doesn't talk and you don't know what he's thinking. We Well, we have an idea of what he's thinking. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know. I, I guess it's kind of scary when he talks, but it kind of loses me because I'm, I would laugh at him. See, I think it was the way he said it with how crazy his eyes looked. I got you. Yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, it just it, it gave me the willies. <laughs> or well, when he was counting the bodies. One, two, three, four. You sound kind of like evil from last, last episode. Four. There must be four more bodies. <laughs> All right, Skeletor. <laughs> now, you know what I found terrifying about him? His fucking Canadian tuxedo. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a simpler time. <laughs> He's rocking fucking cowboy boots and a Canadian tuxedo. Like, where did he break out of that he had <laughs> access to that outfit? I was cracking up when I was looking at him. I'm like, wait a second. I ne- I don't know why I never noticed that he's wearing a Canadian... Like, it never clicked mm-hmm. that he's got a fucking Canadian tuxedo and cowboy boots on. But during this watch, I'm like... Why did I never notice this before? Because <laughs> you were too busy laughing. Yeah, I was like, it's, it's fucking awful. But yeah, overall, good movie. Uh, pretty decent kills. Uh, story not so great, acting not so great, but it's fun. It's, it's a yeah. fun watch. Mike, what do you think? Well, I was going to say, I kind, of, I kind of agree with both of you on this. It's, uh, the acting is shit. <laughs> the story is non-existent. Um, but it's fun. It's, it's just a fun little romp. Um, you know, the, some of the kills are ridiculous. Like, would yeah. the drill really have just like grazed her neck? <laughs> Thank you. I was gonna say what, a, and the and the entrails on the gym teacher. I was like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the side of a drill is I, not that sharp. I, no, I I don't know. I think if it's actually going, I think it, it, I think it can slice your throat. Yeah, I mean, if he gets you with the tip, yeah. <laughs> but he was—he didn't really get her with the tip, though, did he? Yeah, he got her like he swung it yeah, across her throat, like, like a knife. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was just like—I I feel like that would have—that would have cut you up, but I don't think it would have murdered you. Yeah, slashed you yeah, like a knife. Probably not. It just—I I thought it was weird. Plus, like, what? Okay, what type of fucking drill is this? It's got like a three-foot drill bit. and it looks and, more like a jackhammer. Yeah, it's got a jackhammer body on it where it's got two handles. It's a magnum. I mean, you know, you're probably not wrong there. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, overall, this is a ridiculous movie. That it's it's fun. It's short. It's easy to watch. 
Um, Except on Tubi because you got ads, so it's not that short. Oh, True. Amazon freebie. Yeah, but also it's still ads. ads. Yeah, everything that was yeah, on had ads. It doesn't. So. It's so okay. Now, if you're watching it streaming somewhere, yeah, it would have been a super fast hour and sixteen minutes. But I think it turned out to be more of like an hour and a half. Yeah, with all the ads on freebie, but it's. I mean, eh. It's it's still not a long movie. No, no. <laughs> it's more like a very special episode. Right. But uh, for anyone who has not seen this, the basic plot is a female high school student slumber party turns into a bloodbath as a newly escaped psychotic serial killer wielding a power drill prowls her neighborhood. Dun, dun, dun. I don't want to get ahead of myself. <laughs> but I want to talk about the neighbor when we get to it. Oh, Mr. Content? <laughs> yeah. Content. Yeah, I know. He's content. Content. He, Mr. Content, is content. <laughs> but uh, we open on a, an idyllic suburban neighborhood as a paperboy delivers the news. We zoom in on one of the papers and we see mass murderer of five, Russ Thorne escapes. Gee, I wonder if that's going to be important later. <laughs> we zoom into one of the bedrooms <coughs> of the homes and we meet Trish. And we get dem titties right away as she wakes up and dresses for the day. What an ugly fucking dress. Yeah, and also... And I, and I get it. I know a lot of people do the whole shower before bed so they don't shower in the morning. But I'm one of those people, I can't wake up without a shower. So anytime I'm watching a movie where someone just rolls out of bed, dresses, and they're out of the house, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, I'd be stumbling all over the place. Mm-hmm. No, that's me. I, oh, I can't function. I like shower that. before bed. That's what Jess does. But, but she still takes like a good hour, hour and a half to get ready. But people oh, in movies, they're just like, roll out of bed, throw some clothes on, walk out the house. Yeah, I can do that. I cannot. I guess I'm in one of those movies. <laughs> I hope you brush your teeth. Yeah. Um, there's chewing gum, okay? See, <laughs> <laughs> so, now I'm that, I, I need to shower. I need to... First thing I do when I wake up is brush my teeth. So. Oh, absolutely. Me too. Brush my teeth, throw on some deodorant, throw on the clothes, I'm out. I'm yeah. good to go. But see, in the movies, they never even brush her teeth or put on deodorant. They don't. They really don't. And th- th- in this case, they didn't even put a bra on. <laughs> no, I mean... And she's a teenage girl going through changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's probably not that fresh. No, I-, I would think not. And and it's, what, California? It's got to be hot out. Yeah. You know? She was wearing little, panties. little funk. <laughs> but <clears throat> she also packs up a bunch of toys and knickknacks from her room to throw away. Because she's becoming a young woman and must get rid of childish things. As she has a slumber party. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Unlike us, old men with toys <laughs> all throughout. <laughs> have our toys house. all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> oh, may we're talking to you too. Um. <laughs> and Hibbard. <laughs> yeah. True. True. Um. But we we see her parents are going away for the weekend. But don't worry, the neighbor, Mister Content. We'll be watching and not let the girls get into too much trouble. He's such a dirty pedo. He really is. Ugh. And so we, we see Trish throw her bag of toys away and head off to school. But we see a hand reach into frame and grab the Barbie doll out of the bag. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then it turns into high tension. Right. Well, no, then it turns into fucking Porky's because at school we meet two horny dudes, Neil and Jeff. Yep. And they're discussing who they want to ask out, and they see a repair woman on a ladder and start oogling her. And close up of her ass with no <laughs> pockets on her jeans, and she's like shaking it, right. shaking what the good Lord gave her. Well, how do you get down a ladder? Don't you gotta shake the hips? <laughs> I just pray that I don't fall. <laughs> I was laughing so fucking hard at this scene. These these two goofballs in every scene they're in, they're just oogling someone with like, <laughs> boobies. Like yeah. <laughs> 
they felt like they were straight out of Porky's. This is original Beavis and Butthead. Exactly. <laughs> but Jeff offers to help her carry things to her van while awkwardly hitting on her. And then Neil drags him off as the door to the van opens and, and she gets yanked inside by our killer. <laughs> Fucking Buffalo Bill. She's banging on the back of the window. And, and no like one a, can no hear? One was it a soundproof van? I know, right? Well, there were no windows except for the very back. Right, yeah, but she's pounding on it. it and screaming and they're like five feet away. And they're just like, oh, she had boobs. And then you see the drill mm-hmm. and you see the blood splatter and you hear her scream. Yep. And then later we see she got drilled in the forehead. Yes. With a very, very, very bad special effect wound. Mm-hmm. Um, but So we smash cut to girls basketball while the same two guys oogle and comment on how hot the girls are. Like, <laughs> did all teenagers have to wear those like short booty shorts? Like, what about the big kids? I think, I think that was a basketball thing back then. Even, back in the even, even the pros had short shorts. Yep. But what about the big girls? I don't think big girls. I, there's no big girls in this movie. Let's be honest. That's true. They don't cast big girls. Like That's now true. they'll cast people of all right. size, color, whatever. But back then, let's be honest, they weren't casting big girls. Did I don't you know. Hear if, that? I don't know if the listeners heard that, but there was just a sound outside of our window. That's the third time. Yeah, we might have Russ Thorne hanging out outside the window watching. My drill's bigger than yours. <laughs> Although, truth be told, it, it's probably the little door on Jessica's, uh, she has like a plant storage out there. Oh. So it's probably blowing in the wind. But it, in the it, wind. it could be Russ Thorne. We never know. Could be. Um, we'll find out when we leave. That's true. <laughs> if you hear a drill, run. Yeah. <laughs> or just get a plastic machete. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're commenting on the girls. And then after the game, we get a whole lot of dem titties in a long shower scene. With a lot of I like cheese. <laughs> You know, I think your tits are getting bigger. Ooh, mine? Like, I laughed so fucking hard at that line. And then, what's with the one? We focus on the one girl who's just running that bar of soap up her crack. Yep. Just, like, sliding it back and forth she between her cheeks. Because she, she's getting it up the ass later. Well, I mean, she's, hey, good for her. She's cleaning herself. I That's, hope she bleached. <laughs> I was say, hey, she, she's, she's cleaning between them cheeks. But her friend's like, hey, can I have the soap? She pulls it right from her crack and hands it over. And the girl starts washing her shoulders and neck. Oh, it's soap. It's fine. It's fine. Rinse it off first. Then it's fine. It went straight from crack to chest. (laughs) That's like... It's fine. That's so gross. She's like, here's my booty stain. She doesn't have time to rinse it off. She wants to get the scrubbing. (laughs) Plus, oh. if it's gym class, you gotta chop, chop. Yeah, but if it's gym class, you got sweaty ass. Oh. She got some, here's some swamp ass soap here. Swamps. <laughs> maybe, she, maybe she rinsed it off before she handed it to me. I don't know. I saw it went crack, uh, boom. Well, I don't know. We'll have to watch the extended cut to find out. <laughs> oh, my God. I was laughing so fucking hard. But we also see... Uh, we see here how Diane dislikes the new girl, Valerie, because reasons. Because she's, she's prettier than her. Yeah, she's pretty good at basketball, so clearly she sucks. <laughs> Trish wants to invite Valerie uh, to her party, but she overheard Diane talking smack, so she tells Trish she can't go. And Trish tells she Diane... She heard us. I, I love that, because she, you know, Valerie's like, no, no, I don't want to go, I, I can't go, bye. And she runs out, and Trish turns around and she's like... She heard. And the other girls are like, mm. <laughs> Like, oh, well. Well, it is a, it is 
a slasher movie set in California. True, true. Because <laughs> you know these girls, these families all have money. Oh, absolutely. Well, look at the houses. Yeah. Some of those houses are pretty big. But, um, so Trish also tells Diane... better to Di- drill you in, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> Trish also tells Diane here, no boys allowed. And she's like, we'll see. <laughs> it's like, okay. Oh my goodness, that one guy that comes over later, what a fucking moron. John? <laughs> Is that the, the redhead? The one that gets... The guy in the head, car? His head, his head falls off. Yeah, John, that's that's Diane's boyfriend. Do you see the look on this guy, face? <laughs> he's, in like, he's like constant surprise. You know what his face reminded me of? If like if a toddler grew up but the toddler face yeah, stayed, yeah. that's what his face looked and he like. Always, he had the shit eating grin on his face. <laughs> the old, oh my god! He had really oh, little teeth. Booty stank. Yeah. Well, that's true because I'm watching, watching the booty stank titties. Okay, that's later on in the movie. Anyway, <laughs> but we cut to the gang leaving while our killer is watching from the van and overhears them discussing the slumber party. So of course he's going to crash that party. You think he's stroking his drill? Oh, definitely. Um, so Linda breaks off from the group telling them she has to go back inside to get something while the killer watches. Then the teacher's like, hurry up, we're going to lock the doors. Right. Which... And fucking locks her in. (laughs) Oh, real real quick, between Linda running back and that scene, we cut to a scene of a dumpster, an open dumpster, with the repair woman's body just laying in it. Like, no one sees this corpse laying on top of all the trash bags. Who's looking in the garbage, though? Nobody's looking in the garbage. I don't know. It it was pretty high up there. These are a bunch of dumb kids. New Year's evil. That's true. Where were those coppers? (laughs) Looking in the dumpster. But, um, yeah, so she goes in. Like you said, the teacher is like, you know, oh, we're going to lock up. Now, this is something, and I, and I didn't really, I've never thought about this. I was reading the trivia on this, and I went, motherfucker, why did I never think of this? It's actually not legal to chain up school doors like that, because it's a fire hazard. Mm-hmm. Yet, in every fucking horror movie, we see they chain up school doors. And I have never questioned it in my entire life. I've never questioned it. You were today, it. you were yesterday Yeah, I was old. yesterday years old. I was reading that, and I went, son of a bitch. Yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. Wait a second, they do that in all these movies. Mm-hmm. Never thought about it. So I, thought, I, I found, that was, found that interesting. But uh, Linda gets her book from her locker, but finds herself locked in school. And, you know, I, like... There's, again, we just discussed the chains, but I love how she can visibly see the chains. And she tries the door multiple times. Here's a better question. Who's it? How the fuck do you lock the door with the chains? How are you able to get out? How are you able to get back? Like, how can you unlock them from the outside? Yeah. Like, <laughs> see, cha- the, these chain locks don't make sense. No. And that's why you can't do it because it's impossible. <laughs> that's the only door in the school, also. <laughs> but it's. Now my hands are on my hips. <laughs> but, like, it reminds me of, like, when people pick up their. They, they got a phone in a horror movie. And they're talking, and then it goes dead. And they go, click, 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 hello? Click, 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 hello? It's, hello! <laughs> it's the same concept, because she looks down, she sees the chains and lock, and she's like, like, trying to open the fucking she door. She thought they were, like, plastic or something. <laughs> I, I had to rewind it, because I'm like, no, no way she actually did that. Did I? Was I paying a close enough nope, attention? No, she did. Like, she totally did. Oh, my God. So that, that fucking cracked me up. But, uh, so, our killer, rocking his Canadian tuxedo, 
sneaks up behind her and drills her arm. How did he get out? Like, how did he get in? It was all locked up. Yeah. But Linda runs and hides. And he moved really fucking fast, too. Like, for, for he's in the van. He's like, he's like, oh, the teacher says that they're going to lock the school. I better move. He climbed in through a skylight. And nobody noticed some Canadian tuxedo walking around with a big-ass drill? Nope. Is that a drill in your pocket, or are you just happy to <laughs> they, see they me? Probably just, uh, I told you, they're stupid kids. They probably assumed it was the janitor. But, <laughs> like, they don't know. Oh, the old janitor's got his jackhammer drill again. Back when you were in high school, if you saw something like that, you would just be like, oh, let's do this. I don't know. I saw too many horror movies. I'd be like, <laughs> what the true. fuck is up with that guy? <laughs> but... So he sneaks up behind her and drills her arm, so she runs and hides. The killer sniffs around. She sits there and she's had the look on her face uh, while she's holding her arm. I was which cackling. Is just gushing blood. I was just cackling. But the amount she's bleeding out, like she would have passed out. There is like a pool on the floor and it's so much blood, it's like running out from under the door. Mm-hmm. So she's like, caught. Yeah, that's how. Because he sniffed around trying to find her and eventually he sees the blood seeping out from under the door and he's like, aha. <laughs> And just drills the door open. But I do like when she's in hiding, how she takes the time to grab the towel and sop up the blood on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, can't leave a mess. Like, bitch, you bleeding out. <laughs> like, Turn that shit into a tourniquet. <laughs> exactly. But so he, he you know, he uh, drills the door open and then bye bye, Linda. And then we get this great scene of him running back to the car. Like, oh, I gotta get out of here. Like, he looks like a little kid that just got caught stealing cookies. Like, the way he runs <laughs> He looks so panicked. And how the fuck did he get out? <laughs> Back out through the window. Oh, so we cut to Trish getting dropped off at home by some random dude on a motorcycle who's in no other part of the movie, and she kisses him. She's like, thanks, Mark, smooch, and then he just drives away. That was Uber back then. <laughs> Biker Uber? Yeah. But I love how Valerie just kind of watches from next door like, who the fuck's that guy? We'll never know. <laughs> we never will know. But we then see a POV shot of someone watching Diane as she walks home. The POV sneaks up on her and she flips the POV over her shoulder. But, oh, it's her boyfriend, John. Jackass John. Is he the one that gets the black eye? The black eye? No, shy? that's Jeff. Okay. No, John's the one that gets his head chopped off. Yep. Oh, that's right. He's the one he... He gets thrown his face like, oh, my back. <laughs> and she's like, well, don't sneak up on me then. But he Judo asks, chop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he, he asks about the party and she tells him that it's just for girls, just for old time's sake. So basically, For old time's sake, what are they? Going, <laughs> well, is one of them getting married? Are they like? <laughs> they're 30 going on 18. Oh yeah. my God. But he basically whines about it because he wants to get laid. And she's like, well, I might be able to get out of it. <laughs> Cut to Coach Jaina driving home. On the radio, we hear more about Russ Thorne and his killing spree several years ago. And then she just changes the station. <laughs> like, ah, enough of that. Yes, There's, well, like, this, these, like, itty bits of, like, <laughs> exposition. Right. And then it well, just goes Between nowhere. all the I Like Cheese dialogue. Oh, yeah, especially later on with Coach Jaina. Oh, my God. He smiles at the camera. <laughs> Like, winks at the camera. Well, we'll get to Dude, it. Dude, I there. laughed so fucking hard at that scene. And, and I, I, you know, I noticed it every time I watch I'm like, Oh, yeah. Is this fucking real right now? Well, when we saw Terrors, the whole crowd oh, lost yeah. their fucking mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just so damn funny. But, so, she arrives home, and we get the peephole drill scare. 
Now, also, how did the people get installed? Because we see, so she goes to unlock her front door, and a drill comes through the door, scaring her. Mm-hmm. And then the, the handy woman opens the door, she's like, oh, hi, I was just putting in your peephole. Now, we see the broken wood on the door. Mm-hmm. Jaina walks in, and suddenly there is a metal and glass peephole in the door. Movie magic. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Movie magic. Because she's like, I'm installing your peephole, and it's done. Ta-da! Ta-da! It's like a tube. You just stick it in. <laughs> it's like a drill. You just stick it in. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, uh, but I just I was like, wait a second. That's so fucking stupid. But Jaina asks about the telephone repairman, and uh, the repair woman tells her, "Oh yeah, I saw his van parked across the street, so he must have been by." But it's the driller killer's van, <laughs> which he stole from the telephone the repair, repair woman. woman. <laughs> yeah. A lot of repair women in this movie. Yeah. You know what? Girl power. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, this is a very female-centric film mm-hmm. overall. I mean, it's directed by a woman. Wasn't it written by a woman? Written and directed yeah, by a woman. Yeah, written and directed yeah. by a woman. So it's, I mean, yeah, it's a very, very woman-centric flick. So it just, I find that interesting, though, that mm-hmm. we have all the, the, the repair men are all repair women in this. And that's, that's cool. But, um, so cut to Trish calling Diane to chit-chat. And then she hears someone in the house and goes to investigate. And it's Mr. Constantinople. But before she finds him, she walks over. She finds the door open, closes it, looks around, and is like, I guess it's time to play piano. And then just sits down and fucking plays piano. I'm like, your front door was unlocked and open, and you heard someone in your home. You're not going to investigate. You just want to play piano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. And then, of course, she hears someone coming down the stairs. And then runs to go to the door, and yes, it's Mr. Content, or Constantinople, as she called him. And he's like, oh, sorry, Trish, I didn't mean to scare you. I, I was just upstairs sniffing your panties. That's what I thought. I was like, he goes, I, I came inside looking for you, and I, I, I didn't know anyone was here. What were you doing in the house? S- <laughs> sniffing panties. Right. You don't worry about what he was doing. And then she's like, oh, that's okay. I'm just a little more scared than I thought being home alone. He's like, I'll stay until your friends get here. I bet you will, creeper. <laughs> and meanwhile, over at the coach's house, she hears something rustling around in her closet and goes to investigate. But, oh, it's just her cat. Because, you know, it's an 80s slasher movie. We need a cat jump scare. Mm-hmm. Now, was it just me? Or was it really hard to keep track between Trish Jaina and Valerie, because they all had the same fucking haircut, were roughly the same height. But Jaina's the teacher, so she's older. <laughs> right. I was like, wait, which one is... Okay, that, this is Jaina, this is Coach. Because once she got out of her coach attire and she was wearing, like, a nightgown, I'm like, wait, whose house is this? Which one is this? Who am I watching? Is she going to be at the party later? <laughs> all of these ladies have the same fucking haircut. I can't tell them apart. But... So we get our little cat jump scare, and then we cut to Neil and Jeff walking home in the dark. How long did it take them to get home from school? Where did they go before? <laughs> Probably the well, peep show. We see them leave school, and then it's like dusk, and they're finally walking home. <laughs> like, where were they? It's, it's like My Bloody Valentine and Prom Night all over again. <laughs> Longest school day ever. <laughs> But Jeff suggests that they go over to the party and scare the girls. Because you know how girls <laughs> love to scream. Okay. <laughs> sure. Neil reminds them that they weren't invited. And besides, they could kick their asses. And I love Jeff's response. He's like, oh yeah, 
we flunked Jim three times. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like, these girls can totally whoop our ass. In their booty shorts <laughs> with basketballs. <laughs> I mean, after uh, what we see happen with Jeff and Neil, I'm 100% sure they were correct. Those girls could have kicked mm-hmm. their asses. <laughs> but we see Valerie watching out her window as the girls arrive at Trish's house. We also see Russ watching them excitedly from the bushes. Uh, Revving his drill up. Kim gets to the door. She's like, we're here for the orgy. And then friggin' Trish lets her in. And clearly Kim doesn't understand subtle hints because she's like, look what I scored for my brother. And she's holding up beer. And she's like, oh, good, soda pop. And she's like, oh, yeah, soda. And look, here's some Maui Wowie. <laughs> and then Mr. Conte just comes up and sniffs the bag of hot. And she's like, oh, hi. He's like, I won't tell your parents if, uh, you know, you don't tell them about me scaring you and sniffing your panties. <laughs> that I have in my pocket. <laughs> why why is he selling home? Mr. Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> you avoid the whacking my You've been whacking off of my tool shed. He kind of looks like Stuart from Mad TV. He, he does. <laughs> Look what I can do. He kind of does that later with the cleaver. Look he really what I can does. Do. He's like, all right, girls, take it easy on the Maui Huawei. <laughs> There's Mr. Henderson for you. So he he takes off and the girls get the party going. <laughs> now, okay. So the girls are kind of, you know, in the party, eating chips, smoking weed, all that eating stuff. Eating them good corn dogs. <laughs> right. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Why is there so much fucking mustard on that plate? There really is a lot of mustard. I, I gotta I gotta cut cut back for a second. I forgot uh, we see Valerie making Kool Aid for her little sister Courtney because this is where we meet Courtney for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, "Can we go to the party next door?" Like she's boy crazy. And she's like, "No." She's like, "Well, were you invited?" She goes, "Yeah," but I told him I had to take care of my little sister. She's like, "Ah, oh, bull crap!" And she gets the phone call. She's like, "Phone for you." And she goes, "Hi, Gordon." <laughs> I fucking lost it. There's, now, I don't know if you guys remember this commercial. I, I'm definitely dating myself here. But there was a commercial in the 80s when the Atari first introduced the pause feature on their new systems. And it's this big, doofy-looking dude that kind of looks like Lou from Prom Night playing Pac-Man. And he gets a phone call. And his mom's like, Bobby, phone for you. And he hits pause and, like, the screen pauses. And then you just hear him from the other room. Like, the camera's holding on the pause screen. And you hear him just go, Jenny? I don't remember. I don't know how you remember this fucking shit. Dude, I don't remember. That's a core memory for I don't you. remember commercials from the fucking Dude, 2000s. There, there are certain commercials that are burned into my... That one and the Burger King one where they're like, you could have a flame broiled Whopper or... And it shows this like very stereotypically offensive looking <laughs> Japanese guy who chops the lips off of a fish and he goes, fish lips, wow. And I'm like, what the fuck? remember that one either dude i'll have to find it on youtube and send it to you because it's like it's burned into my brain but so anyway back from my memory lane so courtney's talking to gordon and then back to the girls eating all the corn dogs and whatnot i just i just have a, a quick suggestion that maybe you should Try to work in a conversation about 80s commercials. <laughs> oh, into the other podcast? Yes. yes there is a, we, I've announced it on Raised by Rentals, but uh, there is a new podcast coming. If you guys aren't sick of my voice yet, you will be. So uh, that the more more on that Fish as soon leaps. as it comes out. Oh, now it's going to be stuck in my Fish head. Fish leaps. Whoa. Um, 
So they're so, eating corn dogs with. Well, I think the corn dog wasn't that part two that the corn dogs were happening. I think this one they were eating potato chips. They weren't. I don't. I didn't see corn. Yeah, dogs corn dogs are part two. Okay, but 100%. still, that was that was an an obscene amount of mustard on part two, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Cause, I because I, I like, did watch them back to back, so yeah. maybe I'm confused. Yeah, they're not eating corn dogs. They're talking about ordering a pizza. Yeah, because this That's one right. they're eating the chips. As long as you don't get anchovies. <laughs> <laughs> I burp laughed. Um, because the one girl's eating all the chips, and she's like, "Quit glomming the chips." And yes, she, yes. And she is. goes, well, it's the best time to eat them before Diane gets here and eats them all. And she goes, quit glum in the joint. <laughs> They're smoking. Maui wowie. Smoking out there, Maui wowie. But then we hear something break in the other room. And they all go creeping into the kitchen and we find the pot of coffee shattered on the burner. And she's like, oh no, I left the burner on. And then immediately touches the bottom of the pot. She picks it up. Doesn't turn off the stove, by the way. Doesn't turn off the burner. Just picks it up and grabs the bottom of the scorching hot pot. It's like, all right, whatever. Women are built tougher than we are. Apparently. Strong like bull. (laughs) You ever see your grandma do shit like that? Just grab shit? Oh, yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Are your hands made out of leather? I'm pretty sure grandmothers just, they had no feeling left in their hands. (laughs) Because there would be like hot oil. They'd just be touching it in the pan. Like, oh, that's hot enough. (laughs) It's hot. What? (laughs) Like, how did you not die? (laughs) How is the bone that's sticking out? (laughs) You ever see those videos where it's like they show... You know, me trying to cook bacon like they're holding a, a like a, a shield as it's like snapping oil. They're like, my mom cooking bacon and she's just talking on the phone and lifting it with her Naked. hand. Naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just scooping it with her damn hand. Oh, man. So they get the, the whole broken pot of coffee thing. Only to turn around and get a Diane jump scare. She's looking in the kitchen window with her face pressed against the glass <laughs> for reasons. Then cheap, back- cheap scare. Yep. Back to Valerie and Courtney having some I like cheese dialogue about celebrity hairstyles. They then hear, While she's brushing her sister's hair on the bed. No, that's next. This is when they're still in the living room. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, because right. this is where we hear the crash outside. And Courtney comments that the dog is getting into the trash again, but she's not going out there. So Valerie has to go. I love how Valerie comments. She's like, too bad mom and dad didn't get a divorce before you were born. I was like, yowch. Burn. <laughs> and then she's like, I love you too. As soon as Valerie goes outside to pick up the garbage, Courtney sneaks into Valerie's room to oogle a playgirl. Mm-hmm. With Stallone on the cover. Hey, oh, here's my penis. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> we then see... Adrian! <laughs> Valerie! <laughs> we then see Jeff and Neil sneak over to the party to watch through the window as the girls undress because that's what happens at slumber parties, right? Nope. Girls yes. just take their tops off and jiggle their tits about. At each other. Right. It's what happens. I was there. <laughs> Reese is like, don't ruin this fantasy for me, damn it. Oh, my God. Yeah, 80s movies really did me no favors in telling me what girls do at slumber parties. Well, they can't blame it on a sexist writer or director because it was female. True. So. True, true. Although, to be fair, she did say she was doing this this movie by the numbers according to what Corman wanted. Oh, well, okay. Then. So, and he, he, well. he was very insistent on lots of tits. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you know, that, that sells. So, there... <laughs> Yeah, I put it here. 
<laughs> Chips out, tits out, am I right? <laughs> but we see Jeff and Neil just kind of standing there, five feet away from the girls, with an open window. No screens, by the way. None no whatsoever. screens, no curtains. Mm-mm. Door or window is wide open. They're looking right at them. The girls are facing them, just not looking in their direction. Why well, aren't they smoking though? Yeah, well, the the one yeah, well they're they're smoking joint, and then like the one girl goes to like dump the ashtray off the window, and they just move out of the way as she dumps it mm-hmm. out the window. But I love it because they're like, oh, what do we do to deserve this? Just talking as loud as I am right now, <laughs> five feet away from them, and none of the girls hear them. They their tits were just. Making it too loud for everything else. <laughs> the tit noise was too was too raucous for them to hear anything else. It was a cacophony of boobs. They're too high to hear anything. <laughs> ding, friends are done. Ding, friends are done. <laughs> a cacophony of boobs. Oh, my Lord. If, <laughs> if we named episodes after stuff said in the, in the episode, cacophony of boobs would be the name. Holy shit. But... So, that should be erased by rentals. <laughs> cacophony of boobs. You take all the 80s slasher movies <laughs> and make one grandiose one. <laughs> but it's a monster movie, so it's like the monster just like takes all the teenage girls in the town. They just form like... <laughs> like in society. <laughs> they shunt together. Into a giant titty monster. <laughs> a tit pile. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm crying, I'm crying. <laughs> a giant tit pile. Lord almighty. Oh. But, you got the innie nipples, <laughs> you got the outie nipples. One's bigger than the other. Oh man. One of them has hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, oh. so the guys are oogling the girls. Coffee of boobs. <laughs> and I love it because, like, they watch as. Because Trish takes her top off first and changes. And then you see Kimberly take her top off, stand there for a second in her bra, and the boys are like, oh, here it comes. And then she unsnaps her bra and like, oh, I'm not giving her the time I deserve. she deserves. And it's like, okay. And then she throws a shirt on and they continue talking about baseball. Um, back at Valerie's house... She calls up to Courtney to ask what she's doing, which Courtney replies, I'm doing my biology homework. <laughs> she's looking at the playgirl. Mm. And she's like, yeah, sure, just don't tear out the centerfold this time. And she's holding the centerfold like, oh, shit. Flicking the bean. <laughs> I think she was doing more than flicking it because she had a banana peel in that bed. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> sister picks up the banana peel she's like oh courtney she's like i'll leave it alone <laughs> like mm-hmm. is that where they got the idea for teeth maybe <laughs> oh man so back at the party trish orders pizza and diane goes outside to get firewood now we see someone holding a cleaver in the shadows so it's like oh who's that but it's old mr content going on a nighttime snail hunt because they eat up his garden with a cleaver. What? He's like, this is the only way to get him. He's like, Hassan, chop. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking chopping snails with a cleaver. And I love how unfazed all the girls are by this weirdo. There's like this fucking weird dude standing in your yard in the middle of the night. Like, okay, you're killing snails in your garden. Why are you in their yard? 
Like, none of this makes sense. They're like, oh, yeah, it's just a weirdo in the dark with a knife. Snail trail. It was simpler times. <laughs> Apparently. He was trying to get some of that Maui Wowie. Those oh, snails move fast <laughs> in California. <laughs> They're so- speedy snails. <laughs> <laughs> so Diane goes back inside and Mr. Content goes to kill another snail, but gets a drill to the throat instead. Bye-bye, Mr. Content. Now, here we see that Diane does not close the garage door, which will be a important thing later. Yeah. Um, back to the girls and more I like cheese dialogue. And then we get a dropping wood jump scare where Diane just drops the wood in frame. Here's my problem with this scene. I got problems with this whole movie, but <laughs> problem with this scene. We see the layout of the room multiple times. So she has to walk toward them, like mm-hmm. from the garage. They're all facing her. All of them. She walks into the room and then drops the wood in frame, and that's when they notice her. So, like, they're all too stoned. And I know we've discussed this that people do not have peripheral vision in in <laughs> horror movies, but like these people don't even have frontal vision in this movie. It's nope, because of the cacophony stoned. of boobs. <laughs> they can't see past their own tits. <laughs> well, one of them's they were getting bigger. That's true. And Jackie had some beggings, so... Oh, my lord. But... <laughs> so, Trish goes to close the window, saying it's cold, but she sees Russ in the shadows lurking and gets spooked. She then asks Diane if she remembered to close the garage when she came in, and Diane is like, mm-hmm. So... And like I said, clearly we see that she doesn't close it. Trish looks back out the window and sees her Barbie doll covered in blood stuck to the side of the house with a cleaver. She freaks out, and the girls blame it on the boys, saying they must be messing with them. Trish and Diane go to check the garage door. We see that it is it is indeed closed, but not locked. And Trish makes it a point to show her how to lock it, because this will be important later. Like, you gotta step on the thing here, see? And like, in case you weren't paying attention, look here. <laughs> <coughs> we also see that the light bulb is out in the garage. Uh, when the girls go back inside, we see a shadowy figure watching them from within the garage. Dun, dun, dun. Back to Valerie and Courtney while they look over the playgirl and insult each other. Because <laughs> they have to pad the runtime somehow. They're basically like, Jeff wants to be a veterinarian. Look at his butt. <laughs> like, it was just random dialogue it about just, dudes. With, without all this, like, I like cheese dialogue, it would have been an after school special. <laughs> it really would have. Because there, there's easily, like, 20 minutes of just random dialogue mm-hmm. in this movie. Oh, yeah. So it would have easily been under an hour. But back to the party, Diane sneaks into the bathroom to talk to her boo-boo, John, while the other girls listen on the other line and laugh. <laughs> because she's like, I like it, too. Do you think I'm getting better? <laughs> and then they all start laughing, and she's like, I think our First Amendment right's been violated. I was laughing so fucking hard. But suddenly the power goes out, forcing the girls to go and investigate. So they head out to the garage to check the fuse box, and they find all the fuses missing. Then we get Jeff jump scare, where he, like, pops out of the shadows. He gets clocked in the face, and the boys apologize for crashing the party, but still come inside. Yeah. Um, Back at Valerie's place, she hears the garbage cans get knocked over again, so she goes back outside to pick them up. On her way back in, Courtney jumps out with a knife to scare her. They laugh and head back inside. Again. Bullshit. Why? Yeah, bullshit scenes. If my younger sister would have pulled a knife on <laughs> I know, me, right? Like, 
I'm calling a priest. Because <laughs> the power of, comp- of Christ needs to compel you. You're getting kicked in the jaw, kid. <laughs> but, meanwhile, John arrives at the party to pick up Diane, which tells him she can't leave just yet, so just pull into the garage. And she opens the door, but we close it on the lock just to make sure she doesn't lock it. Now we get a whole bunch of random things happening here. <clears throat> we see Valerie and Courtney talking about the party, saying how they wish they could go over there, blah, blah, blah. The girls making strawberry daiquiris and talking about a baseball game. Trish commenting on the fact that Jeff is going to have a shiner and, you know, how is he going to explain it to his mom? He has got anything to put on it, like a steak? And she gives him hot dogs. You don't put hot dogs on a black eye. She's like, stick it on your face. She literally, like, pushes it into his eyeball. She was like, let me put my wiener on your face. It was very dirty. (laughs) Do you know where this wiener has been? (laughs) Courtney was over earlier. She was looking at a plague her. Hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Her vagina's like a Venus (laughs) flytrap. Feed me. Diane and John are making out in the garage and we get a titty close-up, which cracked me up because I don't know if the commercials, like if you had the same commercials I did, but there was a commercial right as we cut from the the hot dog in the face. And then when the commercial came back in, it was just close-up of a nipple. Just like titty close-up. That's awesome. I just want to say, when you post the picture on Instagram for this movie, uh-huh. I want you to use that picture. <laughs> you got to send me that, too. Because <laughs> I'll use it as one of the story pictures. <laughs> oh, that's funny as hell. That's the stupid-ass look I was telling you about earlier. That's, that's John. He's got that dumb fucking look on his face. <laughs> it's because he was he knew he was going to see that nipple. He was like, boobies. <laughs> Oh my god, was that boob even real? Like, it was really I don't fake. know that it was hers. It wasn't hers. No. But it looked really fake. It, like, I mean, it was California, so. True. <laughs> but, so we get, uh, Diane tries to tell him that they can't do it here, so she convinces him, or so he convinces her to tell the girls that they're going to go back to his place so she can get laid. She heads inside, leaving John in the dark. Diane tells the gang that she's going out for a beer with John, but we'll be back later. Where are they going for a beer? They're in fucking high school. Right. They're going to go fuck. And and everyone knows it. They know it. Yeah, because she's like, you don't need my permission, Diane. And then she walks away with, like, her head hung. Like, oh, they know I'm a whore. Like, that's right, friend. How you a whore? The look on her face was like, Like, they know. It was funny as hell. But (laughs) Diane tells the gang that, that, uh, you know, she's going for the beer and she scampers off. And so she gets back in John's car and goes to kiss him, but oh, his head falls off. <laughs> Remember, like with dandelions, Mom yeah. had a baby and its head popped off. <laughs> John got horny and his head popped off. Both heads. Yeah, exactly. So she screams and honks the horn, but no one can hear her because of a blender. Yep, it's a really loud blender. It was the eighties. Blenders, blenders are loud. I gotta, I gotta give him that. The garage was next to the kitchen. I don't know. I, She's I, laying into the horn screaming. When I'm blending stuff, I, do I, I don't. I don't think I can't hear anything. <laughs> uh, that is true. I, I don't know. I no, can't. I mean you can come up from behind me. I won't hear you. Like, Blenders <laughs> are pretty, especially then they're probably louder. I still call shenanigans. I don't know. I, that was debatable. <laughs> 
<laughs> Suddenly the killer breaks. Of all, of all the points in this movie, that's the one you feel is the realest. <laughs> that is the most real. The car horn in a blender. Yes. <laughs> car horn is less than a blender. Why didn't oh, she man. get out of the car? Well, see, here, because here, here's my question. Is, is next door, on the other side of the house, so the other side of the garage, inside the house... Courtney and Valerie here screaming in the honking of horn. But in the next room over, all the girls are just like, oh, here's shit. I'm making daiquiris. Oh, it's just funny to me. But so, Drillakilla breaks in the window and chases after Diane. She gets out of the car, but, you know, she gets cornered. And there's this great shot that's been used on a ton of posters. It's on my t-shirt. Yep. It's the... <laughs> the overhead. He, well, no, no. Where he's standing there, his legs are kind of framing the yes. shot. And you see her laying on the ground looking up at him. And then the drill just kind of drops between his legs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you didn't get the symbolism before... Now it should be apparent. <laughs> you fucked her Yep. So Russ lifts the drill and bye-bye, Diane. And the one thing I will say about this is... A lot of the girls' deaths are not on screen. Yeah. Like, we see, they allude to it, we see the aftermath, you know, but we never actually see the death. So, like, I think one or two we see the death of. Mm-hmm. But most of them, it's off screen. But over at Valerie's house, her and Courtney are watching, t- are watching out the window as Courtney tells her sister she heard honking and screaming. Courtney thinks they're up to something weird over there. <laughs> The doorbell rings and Trish is like, oh yeah, the pizza, I nearly forgot. You guys go to the door and ask what the damage is. And it's like, hey, what's the damage? And they just hear someone go, sick so far. (laughs) It's like, how is it so far? Are you going to fucking order something else while he's there? Exactly. But it was the killer saying how many people he's killed. He's killed six so far. And I and I was like, wait a second, that doesn't add up. And I counted him, I'm like, he only killed five. Oh, the delivery guy's dead. Yep. <laughs> I had to stop and realize that. But while this is happening, Kim calls Coach Jaina to ask about the ball game. The guys open the door and see the dead delivery man with his eyes drilled out. The body falls inside, the girls scream and hang up, freaking out the coach. Trish. Why are you calling? Why are you calling your gym teacher on a Friday night? I know, they want right? to know who scored the runs in the baseball game. Exactly. Well, it was pre-internet, so they couldn't yeah, look it up. You so. can't look it up. <laughs> Turn on the news. Hmm. No, they were trying oh. to figure out what got, like what, what batter had the RBIs and stuff. Oh, yeah. they were looking so, at and stats. the coach was at the game, and she knew. Right. I, I kind of get it. Like, I just think it's weird though that a student is calling a teacher on a Friday night. Like, I. If I were a teacher, I'd be kind of pissed if my students had my phone number. <laughs> like, why are you calling me? I'm I'm not your teacher after hours. <laughs> Go away. It's like when my job calls me at three in the morning. I'm like, why? I'm not at work. Leave me alone. <laughs> so Trish goes to call the cops, but Russ cuts the phone line before she can before she can give them any information. Cut to Valerie on the phone with the coach. She tells coach that her and her sister did hear some screaming, but she really doesn't want to go over there and check on them. So the coach is like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to head out myself and check out him. So back at the party, Jeff suggests that they turn off all the lights, lock the windows and doors. With the dead body still inside. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they, they pull the body in and close the door. So the gang make their way around the house and close up. Jeff and Neil decide they need to man up and go for help. But they should split up to give them better odds. If one of them gets attacked, the other one can at least get help. I'm like, or, or hear me out, 
you could go together, and if one dude comes at you, you could both try to kick his ass. Those guys hurt his ass. <laughs> yeah, that's true. One of them would run and kneecap the other and be like, sorry! <laughs> He'd pull a Shane and just kneecap the dude. But... From Walking Dead. Yes. <laughs> okay. No, so, I knew you I were talking about I was talking about your husband. No. Um, That'd be but, sweet to see, though. My well, husband kneecapped someone. Yeah, then run away. Yes. Be like, bye! <laughs> 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 and I'm gone. <laughs> oh, man. But Lots of laughs this episode. <laughs> indeed. <clears throat> so Trish gives Jeff a knife. He looks terrified. He's like, oh... I wish I stayed in Boy Scouts so I knew what to do with it. (laughs) Jeff has to go through the garage to get to Mr. Content's house. Meanwhile, Neil is going to run next door to Valerie's. And they're off. In the garage, Jeff struggles with the door, then hears something creaking, and just looks in time for Diane's corpse to swing down from the rafters. Now, what's with all the slashers in the 80s perfectly timing corpse drops? Like, is there a class they all attend? Like, there must be. Because Jason does it, Freddy does it, Leatherface does it, Michael Myers does it. It's a it's a contest. Yeah, it's like I, I who 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 does it best? Who yeah. wore it better? I mean, fucking Jason decorates the woods with corpses, and just mm-hmm. when people come to certain parts of the woods, they're like, "Whoop, gonna fall out of the tree." You know, it's it's crazy. Hay in the wind. <laughs> just like, is there a class these guys all attend? <laughs> but Jeff screams and gets drilled to death. Well, we think. Meanwhile, Valerie is watching a horror flick with with old people volume. She has that shit cranked. She doesn't want to hear any screaming and and horn honking. And she does it because Neil's at the door like, Valerie, open up. I'm going to (laughs) die. And she's just like, turning the volume up louder. But now I do like how... The stuff that's happening in the movie within the movie is kind of mirroring what's happening yeah. with Russ and Neil. I thought that was kind of fun. But and Neil goes to to rush at Russ and be just like, I'm going to kill you. And Russ beats the shit out of him and then stabs him to death. <laughs> like, bye-bye, bye-bye, Neil. Oh, my God. While this is happening, because we have to pad the runtime a little more... We cut to Courtney on the phone having a conversation with one of her friends about how she was tongue-kissed and it was disgusting. Mm-hmm. It felt all slimy and gross. I almost threw up. No, I didn't really throw up. I said almost. <laughs> like, what was the point of this scene? So Russ hides Neil's body in the garage with the others, or rather, in the trunk of the car. And this and is where he counts. <laughs> one corpse. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Yeah, he's like, just like Maurice was saying earlier, he's like, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, there's a missing body. You're just like that shocked look. So he notices the corpse is missing, and then we cut to Jeff crawling back to the house, just leaving a snail trail of blood. Meanwhile, the girls are inside like, all this murder sure makes me hungry. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene of like, they got... They got the pizza. Well, they got the delivery guy laying there dead. And they're like, oh, he's cold. And then Jackie goes, is the pizza cold? And she picks it up and starts eating. And she's like, really, guys? If I eat, I feel better. I was cracking the fuck up. So 
we get the, the, the girls hear Jeff at the back door and they go to investigate, but they never check the door. They just listen as he cries on the door. They're like, do you think it's Jeff? I don't know. And then you hear, and he gets killed. They're like, uh-oh. Like, they just let him fucking die. So They didn't want to share the pizza. Apparently not. So we see Coach Jada in her car on her way over to check on the girls. <laughs> just just in case you forgot about her. Valerie looks for uh, looks for Courtney because she has a phone call for some reason. Like she was just on the phone, but now she's got another phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we didn't see this part, but uh, she can't find her in the house. So she looks outside and sees Courtney walking next door to crash the party. Because that's what 15-year-old girls do. <laughs> so Courtney sees Valerie coming and hides. Valerie knocks on Trisha's door, and the girls listen from inside, too scared to move. Finally, Jackie says that they have to let her in, and she runs to open the front door, and she gets a girl to the throat. This is where she gets the, the side slash we were talking about, where cuts yep. her throat open. Now the killer is inside, and Kim and Trish run, run upstairs to hide in the bedroom and barricade themselves in. Outside, Valerie... White bitch is always running upstairs. Right? Run out the back door. Because over at the back door, Valerie's over there knocking, and mm-hmm. she finds Jeff's blood, and she's like, oh, I wonder what all this is. Just then, Courtney jump scare for the third time in the fucking movie. <laughs> Valerie tells Courtney to stay put, and she's going to go around front to check again. And cue the third act storm. Yep. Because <laughs> we got to have that. We're just checking all the boxes in this movie. Valerie finds the door open and goes inside to look for everyone. Meanwhile, Kim and Trish hear Valerie calling for them, and Kim wants to help her. She's like, what if that guy hears her? And, she, and Trish is like, what if she's with him? And it's like, really? <laughs> That's kind of an extreme jump. Yeah. Like, oh, the new girl at school is with a serial killer. Well, he did bust out just as she showed up. So. That's true. Oh, okay. So maybe it's her dad. <laughs> so Valerie heads back outside. Now we know and, why they got divorced. Indeed. He was drilling other people. Yep. <laughs> Back inside, uh, in, the, in the bedroom, Kim and Trish discuss what to do next, while Russ just climbs in the window behind them. <laughs> and the floor creaks, and they both turn and look, and there's this fucking fantastic shot that is straight out of Scooby-Doo. They're just, they look up at the camera like, zoinks! <laughs> like, yep. They just have this look. I fucking lost it. So the girls fight back and actually do clonk him in the head with a baseball bat, knocking his ass out for a second. Now is your chance to pick up the damn knife and stab him in the throat. Mm-hmm. But no, they try to move the dresser instead. <laughs> so Russ gets back up, like, what the fuck? <laughs> picks up his Tweety drill. birds around his head. <laughs> or sorry, he doesn't pick up the drill, he picks up the knife and stabs Kim in the belly. Just as Trish gets out, she's like, I regret a thing! <laughs> bye, Kim! Girl, bye! <laughs> bye, girl, bye! But meanwhile, outside, Valerie can't find Courtney yet again. So That little bitch is just all up to no good. Constantly running around. But Russ goes around the house looking for Trish. Outside, Valerie finally finds Courtney. She pulls a zombie prank this time where she's laying like a corpse. And Valerie's like, oh my god, Courtney. She's like, was like, what a little brat. Yep. So the two head back inside for one last look for the others. We get this great gag where Courtney walks in and she's like, at least we could have a beer. And Valerie's like, put it down, you're 15. 
And she goes to open the fridge, and Kim's corpse slides out of the fridge, but Courtney's not looking. And she's like, oh, come on, just one. And she's like, no. She closes the fridge. And she's like, how about, and opens it again. Corpse slowly slides. And she's like, no. Okay. And closes it back. Every time she, like, slid a little bit out, I fucking lost it. Hmm. So Courtney finally opens the fridge all the way, and Kim falls out. Courtney screams, alerting Russ. Valerie sees Russ coming down the stairs and tells Courtney to run. Meanwhile, Valerie goes in the basement. Now, I have a question here. They're in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, Courtney runs to the front door. She's at the front door. Valerie's behind her. The stairs are between them. So Russ is coming down the stairs. Valerie sees that he's coming down the stairs. Yells at Courtney to run. Courtney does not run out the front door. She already had her hand on the fucking knob. She does not run out the front door. She runs deeper into the living room. And Valerie does not turn and run out the back fucking door that's two feet away. Instead, she runs into the basement. Yeah. Why? Because they're dumb fucks. <laughs> it drives me crazy. It's, like, it's so fucking stupid. But, so Russ, Russ searches the house and we see Courtney is hiding under the couch in the living room. And Russ then takes the corpse of the delivery guy and throws it into the basement so he can hide under the blanket and pretend to be a corpse. I, I swear he looks at the camera. He and... does. He smiles. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like Mr. Bean, like this breaking really, the fourth wall. This really was fucking Scooby-Doo. It really was. But like the way he does it too, because he almost like raises his eyebrows. He looks right at the camera like, <laughs> and pulls that blanket up. Like he, he turns to Mr. Bean for a second. And so Coach Jaina arrives. When no one answers the door, she just lets herself in. She finds the blanket on the floor and looks under it to find Russ. He jumps up and attacks her with his drill, but she grabs a fire poker to defend herself. And that fire poker, you could tell it was fake because she, when they did the close-up of her hitting him on the back, oh, yeah. it like bent. <laughs> but I love when she's fighting him. She was barely hitting him. <laughs> she was like, eh, eh. Well, when she's fighting him with the you hear cling, 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 like, like a sword fight. It's a yeah. drill versus a fire poker. <laughs> but... Meanwhile, in the basement, Valerie searches for a weapon, and my God, this is where we get we go full Scooby Doo here. Mm-hmm. She picks up a circular saw and turns it on and runs like Leatherface toward the basement stairs, <coughs> and we see the extension cord just unraveling. She gets halfway up the stairs, and then we hear boom, and she literally goes flying back on the cord. It's like a fucking cartoon. Yeah. So. Russ and Coach Jaina fight. Courtney trips him from under the couch. Once he's down, Jaina whoops the shit out of him with the fire poker. Like you said, it was bending and flopping. Suddenly, Trish pulls a Tommy Jarvis and runs in snow mode to stab Russ. She comes in like fucking Tommy Jarvis, like, oh, die, die. Look at the end of yep. the Why is Coach Jaina like, telling her, don't, don't, like, stop? Like, right, no, kill, kill the, the dude. Yeah. She's like, no, Trish, and, like, grabs her and pulls her away. Wait, wasn't that Tommy Jarvis's sister's name, too? Trish? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And so, (laughs) I wonder if that's where they got that, that, because this was before that. Yeah. So, but, uh, so I should say Tommy Jarvis pulls a Trish. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But Jaina pulls her away. And that's when she gets... (laughs) Drill to the belly. Drill to the belly, and then she's holding her entrails in... Yep. And she's like, and just falls over. She's like, over these dead. fucking kids. 
calling me. Why my time off? This is Coach Jana's time, damn it. Well, maybe if she would let her kill the motherfucker, she wouldn't. I know, right? Or maybe she wouldn't have answered her phone. (laughs) That too. I would have been like, who the fuck's calling me? Rufus? Okay. He's trying to get the cords. Okay, so where were we? So yeah, Jana gets her stomach slashed. Okay. So (laughs) down in the basement, Valerie finds a machete. Russ corners Trish. Made out of the finest paper mache. <laughs> right. This is the part that I was talking about earlier that I found creepy. He corners Trish and he finally says, he goes, you're pretty. All of you are very pretty. And he goes, I love you. And I was like, what the fuck? Yep. He goes, it takes a lot of love for a person to do this. You know you want it. <laughs> you love it. I was like, that is fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just then, Valerie comes running upstairs with the machete. <laughs> Why does she close the basement door? Do you guys notice that? She didn't want to let the cold air up. <laughs> she comes up and she closes the door behind her. Like, why? <laughs> she doesn't want to risk the corpse getting up. <laughs> She's like, I've seen too many zombie movies. But she chases Russ outside because he's like, oh shit, she's got a machete. And he runs away. And then they have like a duel on the edge of the swimming pool. Or she castrates his drill. And then she cuts his hand off. Oh, my God. See, now, this ah! is... Well, that's what I was going to say. I will give it this. She she cuts the drill, <clears throat> and then he looks at it like, oh, she cut my pecker off. Like, he's got this look on his face. But when she chops his hand, his reaction is appropriate. Yes. Usually when a killer gets killed in a horror movie... It's all stoic or just like, like grumble or you mm-hmm. know growler. No, he's just like ah, like screaming bloody murder. I, I, yeah, I think he, like because he is psychotic. I think he finally comes to like right. Point, like he's like, oh shit, what did I do? Like it knocked the reality back into him. Right. But yeah, shot she, the crazy right out. Right. So she lops his hand off and he screams, "I'll kill you!" And then she slices open his belly and he stumbles back into the pool. We get Courtney run outside to hug her sister. Russ pulls himself up from the pool and then runs to attack Valerie. He smacks the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. He he tackles her. He's got a his guts are hanging out. He's missing a hand and he's beating her with the stump. Just yep. like fuck you. She's all blood covered because he's smacking her with the stump. Yep. Um, but then you know he so Trish comes running out. That they're all fighting with uh, with Russ. They knock him back. He runs and jumps at Valerie as she grabs the machete and holds it up, and he impales himself. Like, <laughs> that just like gurgles up blood on her. So, bye bye, Russ. He did. The girls scream, then cry. Black screen, sirens, credits. The end. The end. Yeah. What a fun way to start <laughs> off twenty twenty four. This and hodgepodge. This is a crazy fucking movie, man. Like, Mm -hmm. when you break it down, like, when you just watch it for fun, it's like, okay, it's a silly little slasher. When you start actually breaking it down, there's so much shit that don't make sense in this film. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely crazy. Now, there is a ton of trivia. I wrote down quite a bit, but I'm just going to pick a couple here. Um, Sylvester Stallone was actually going to play the killer. Well, yeah, because he, but he was like, oh, I just put my penis in the movie. Actually, yeah. the, actually, the guy that played Russ was actually signed up, tried out to play Mr. Content. Yes. That, that <laughs> would have been even creepier. I know, right? Oh, right. Like, don't tell your parents, girls. <laughs> 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 Fucking creepy. Um, but yeah, Amy Holden, uh, or Amy Holden Jones points out that despite the film being slammed for its violence against women, 
most of the women are killed off screen while the guys get bloody on screen demises. So that's one of the things I was talking about mm-hmm. is that that is very true. Mm-hmm. Um, Roger Corman insisted on using the, the title Sleepless Nights while trying to convince homeowners to let their properties be used so people would think it was a classy thriller. <laughs> Instead of Slumber Party Massacre. <laughs> Which cracked me the fuck up. But uh, there was another thing where I guess um, the guy who played Russ Thorne wanted him to, like, wanted his character to call out for his mother. But uh, frickin' uh, Amy said that she thought that it made him too sympathetic. So hmm. she was like, you know what? I don't want any sympathy for the killer. I just want him to be dead, you know? Um, Mama. <laughs> right. This I thought was kind of interesting. So in the scene where we were talking about earlier with Trish waking up and, uh, you know, just throwing out, like rolling out of bed and throwing on clothes, the music that's playing on the radio is part of the soundtrack for Piranha from 1978. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of funny. But yeah, I mean, there there is a ton of trivia about like, you know, where they filmed, how much, all that. Like if you go, go on IMDb, there's a ton of it. But rather than... Post it all here. I figured I would just pick those few gems. But uh, you guys have any comments left on Slumber Party Massacre? I think I got them all out. <laughs> guys are both good? I'm good. And here's the... Here it is, Slumber Party Massacre 3. Look at that. Yeah, I looked it up. I looked at the cast. Only one of the cast... Two maybe had pictures. Yeah, that's, how that's, that's never a good sign. Yeah. So, but... Uh, so for anyone not following us on social media, we are the Boogeyman's Closet on both Facebook and Instagram. We no longer have a Twitter, because fuck Twitter. Uh, we do have a Patreon, however. It's $3 a month for all of our unedited episodes, as well as the uh, the higher tiers will get you stuff in the mail and birthday picks, stuff like that. Uh, we are also part of the Rad Pantheon Network, so check out radpantheon.com and radpantheon on all the socials to find other podcasts and rad artists doing cool stuff. Uh, for anyone wanting to watch the next movie before we cover it, I think now, did we decide, are we going to do your pick next? Or did you want to... Well, I don't know if uh, we'll be able to do it next week. Okay, we had to figure out our schedule because we forgot to do that ahead of time. Uh, it's going to so... be Grendel's Mama. <laughs> Grendel's Mama. Piranha, 1978. Uh, so our, our next movie, for those of, uh, those of you wanting to watch it before we cover it, will be Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. So we will get to see Vigo Mortensen as a cannibal cowboy, which is always fun. Looking forward to it. Indeed. He likes liver and onions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He makes a mention of it. But all right, folks, we are going to take off here. So as always, this is Mike saying goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Cacophony of boobs. (laughs) I love you. I love you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, follow us on Instagram at The Boogeyman's Closet, where you can stay up to date with everything we have planned. Get your, get your, get your.